We're back, everybody. Happy Monday. It's Brandon here with you on the very next episode of Magic Mondays over here at Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It's been a while, but I'm back. I'm better than ever, baby. Had a little bit of a health scare. Uh, nothing too crazy, but just really painful. Fucking kidney stones, man. They got me, but I'm back. I'm better than ever, and I'm ready to talk some magic ball, baby. There's so much to get into. All-Star Weekend just ended. We're getting ready to start up the second half of the season. Shaquille O'Neal, Big Diesel, got his jersey retired in Orlando up in the Raptors. The first ever Orlando Magic number to be retired. Paulo Vantero highlighted the All-Star Weekend with Mac McClung for the Orlando Magic winning back-to-back dunk contest. The Orlando Magic finished 7-5 and five in their last 12 games. Heading into the All-Star break, we're sitting at 30 wins and 25 losses right now towards the bottom part of the top eight of the Eastern Conference right now. But look, if you were to ask me, do you believe that this first half of the season was a success for the Orlando Magic? Yes, yes, and once again, yes. The fact that we're even in the position that we're in right now with all the injuries that we've had to deal with this season and just like any other team, everybody has to deal with injuries, but there was literally a good probably 60 to 65, maybe even 70% of the first half of this season where we were missing at least 40% of our starting rotation. And we're still sitting in eighth place right now, tied with the Heat, and just a half a game out of being in sixth place in the East right now. You know, and that... I think that just has to be talked about with this Orlando Magic team. Whether it's Paulo, whether it's Franz, whether it's our individual players, or whether it's our team as a whole, this team is just criminally underrated. Now, I'm not saying this team is warranted the respect and the attention of a team like Philly, of a team like Milwaukee or Boston, you know, but when we have a player like Paulo Bancaro, Number one overall pick, all-star in his second year, rookie of the year, taking the lead by storm right now, and nobody's talking about him. First-time all-star, nobody's talking about him. Franz Wagner, averaging over 20 points, over five rebounds, over four assists this year. Nobody's talking about him. And this team is 18-8 at home. We have a losing record on the road, which is tough. And that just, to me, goes with the coaching and the lack of experience and age on this team. We're still tied for, I think, the youngest team in the NBA right now. But I don't want to get too off topic. I want to get into Shaq and his jersey retirement because that was huge for Shaq, for the Orlando Magic as a whole, and for this town and this this franchise because not only is it our first jersey retirement up in the Raptors, Shaq was our first true superstar, our first Superman, if you will. That was his nickname. And though he never brought us a title, he played with us four years, it's not like he left on bad terms or anything. He left a free agency. He wanted to go win. You know, we all know what it was like for Shaq at early parts of his career, the jealousy and the immaturity and how we sort of went about things. And he just he wanted to go win. He wanted to play with Kobe in L.A. I can't blame him, but he brought us to the finals. He showed us what could have been. He, he really just helped the Orlando Magic as a city, as a team, as an organization burst onto the scene in the NBA because we were still a very, very new team 
new organization in the league. And to be able to get our hands on Shaq really propelled us to new levels, new heights that probably happened a lot sooner than anybody ever would have thought. And retiring his jersey is something that should be warranted for what he did for the town, for the team, for the fans. You know what I'm saying? And now, right now, you know what I'm saying? That was one question I had from this. Why now? Because he's already had his jersey retired in L.A. And it's just kind of random, in my opinion. I don't know what kind of spurred this or why it was decided to happen when and how it did. But I'm glad that it happened. You know, I, I really don't have much else to say about it. Like I said, it was, it was just really random. I don't know why now. But I'm, I'm glad it happened, and it, it had to happen eventually, you know, because besides him, who else were we going to retire the number of? I mean, Penny's up there, maybe maybe T-Mac. Dwight Howard, in my opinion, definitely have to retire his number one day. But, I mean, I would still probably say Dwight Howard's more likely than Penny and T-Mac, and Dwight Howard's time was well after there, so if we didn't do Shaq's, if we never did Shaq, it's still probably going to be another 10, 15 years before we even get Dwight Howard's number up there. And to go that long, to not have any jerseys up there and the Raptors uh, retired, it, it's kind of shameful. So I'm glad we did it now so we can just have something up there. And honestly, I don't even 100% know if Dwight will have his jersey retired. Do I think he should? Yes. Do I want him to? Yes. Especially since we retired Shaq. I mean, Dwight played longer than Shaq for us. Dwight won dunk contest. Dwight took us to the finals. Dwight was number one pick. You know, he was defensive player of the year, perennially. However, he left on bad terms. He requested a trade. He wanted out. So that's one thing that I'm just sort of keeping in the back of my mind as to where I, I wouldn't be surprised if for whatever reason, we didn't retire him. You know, I don't know if there's still bad blood there. I don't know if there's any grudges, but hopefully they can look past that and do the right thing and do what should be done in retiring Dwight Howard's number. But yeah, all around, just a really great moment to see, to see Shaq back there. Um, very emotional for him. He opened up on what it was like um, with his days early on with Penny and the Magic and what could have been. He definitely feel like... And a, a lot, everybody feels like they could have at least brought one or two to Orlando titles, that is, if that little group or that tandem would have stuck together. Obviously, Penny had his concerns with injury. Then we know what happened with Shaq and his tenure with the Magic. <laughs> but all in all, really good moment, really dope moment. Shout out to the fans that were able to be there to spectate that and just have that sort of engraved in their in their life now is a, is a core core memory but I definitely think it would be cool to see T-Mac have his jersey retired up there I definitely think it would be cool to see Penny have his retired or jersey retired up there I mean all of them really haven't like done much for us compared to like guys like Magic and Bird and some other legends and greats that have their jersey retired that have brought in titles to their team and titles to that franchise you know because we still don't have a title so that's never been done but these are still legends in Orlando Magic history. If There's still got to be a Mount Rushmore for the Orlando Magic. And these guys are still on that Mount Rushmore as of now. So I think because of that, all of them one day could be warranted to have their jersey retired. Moving on, though, let's get into the All-Star Weekend and recap that. 
Paulo Banquero made his first ever All-Star appearance representing the Orlando Magic in what was a very surreal moment for him, I can imagine. And as a Magic fan, it was really dope. It was really fun to be able to watch Paulo Banquero not only participate in the Rising Star game, but not only participate in the Skill Challenge, but also participate in the All-Star game itself. The only player throughout the entire league to participate in all three of the events on all three different days in the National Basketball Association. He led all players with nine rebounds in the All-Star game itself. Damian Lillard left my dog hanging, though, after the game. If you guys didn't see it, um, he went around and he had all the players from the team sign his shoe from the All-Star game. And Damian Lillard, for some reason, was the only one. <laughs> he left my dog hanging. That wasn't cool. I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but that was just a cool little pure, you know, moment after the game that you just... You like to see in sports, you know what I'm saying? Sportsmanship, cool moment, Paulo celebrating his first ever All-Star game, second year in the league. You have all these other perennial All-Stars and other league greats right now showing love, signing his shoe, and giving that guy his honor and the respect and recognition that he deserved. Because from the media, criminally underrated, like I said. And But these players in the league, they don't look at it that way. But I'm sure there is a pinch-me moment for Paulo stepping onto the court the first time handling the ball for the first time, taking the first dribble, taking his first shot, passing passing it for the first time. But he came out and he, he performed. He got fouled once, that wasn't called, and he was definitely trying to get his stats up there, and I respect that. But don't worry, there's going to be plenty more All-Star appearances to come, plenty more points in All-Star games to come, and I, I just can't wait for it, man. I really can't. I'm just, as a fan, it just makes me so happy. It's so, sort of like how I was with Wander Franco, and the Rays, obviously, before all that shit that came out with the whole allegations in the Dominican Republic. But that's a different story for a different day. But just having that superstar that you can really just follow the whole entire career of start to finish. You know, because I haven't been able to have that yet with any of my sports teams. Being only 22 years of age, because um, I've only been able to witness the tail end of their legendary careers or like halfway through their legendary careers. I haven't been able to actually sit through as a fan, start to finish through my favorite player and my favorite team having a legendary career. You know what I'm saying? And I was hoping it was going to be that for Justin Fields. It wasn't. I was hoping it was going to be that for Wanda Franco to where like there's finally that superstar that I can just truly witness and be a part of start to finish. I don't just have to hear stories or just watch videos or read articles about you know what i'm saying and we're starting to witness that in the start of that right here in front of our eyes as orlando magic fans with paulo bancaro and maybe even with franz wagner as well but there's just something different about watching paulo this past weekend you know no disrespect to vooch during his all-star um, appearance with the magic a few a number of years back but there's just something different you know number one pick rookie of the year this guy is going to be a mvp candidate in my opinion, one day, and he's going to be year in and year out representing the Orlando Magic in the All-Star team on a national level, whether it's the media, the fans, whatever it is, man, and that just, it's so fucking exciting, and even when we had Dwight Howard, man, like, I was still so young, I wasn't able to fully, like, embrace it and realize the value and the spectacle that it was, and even when I became old enough to actually follow sports, it was towards the last couple years of his career. I didn't get to witness the start of Dwight Howard's career and like the main 
prime of his career. You know what I'm saying? Even the 2009 season, I, I still remember only bits and pieces of that being the age that I was. You know, I mean, that was fucking 15 years ago. I was only seven, you know? And I just, I cannot be more stoked for the future of this organization with the two Franz Wagner and Paulo Banquero. And even in that video of the photo shoots for the All-Star game, man, the East team photo shoot, seeing Paulo just standing there next to Jason Tatum, next to Giannis Antetokounmpo, next to Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, like just solidified perennial MVPs, great superstars in the National Basketball Association, and Paulo is right there next to them now as a fucking 20-year-old second year player in the league man and he's going to be there for years to come and 10 years from now he's going to be that Jason Tatum he's going to be that Giannis Antetokounmpo with another second year all-star standing right behind him and having we're going to have the same conversation you know what I'm saying and that's that's the beauty of sports that's the beauty of moments like that that's the beauty of being a fan and having that player represent your team in moments and of times like this you know I want to give a huge shout out to Mac McClung as well back to back dunk contest winner representing the Osceola Magic, or the Orlando Magic, if you will. Trevlin Queen wins the G League Next Up MVP award. So I think it's safe to say, besides Damian Lillard, the Orlando Magic definitely, definitely won All-Star Weekend as a whole, man. And I hope that it starts to put this team a little bit more on notice. And look, there's 27 games remaining on the season. The Magic are 30-25 and 25 right now. Our over-under, I think, is currently placed at 46.5, according to Hard Rock the last time I checked. And we haven't had a winning record in the second half of the season since 2019. So it's a little bit worrisome. However, I think that changes this time around. I predict we fall just short of 50 wins and finish the season with 48. We do have the easiest remaining schedule among the entire NBA in these remaining 27 games. So I think that paired up with the momentum that Paulo's riding with, not only going into the All-Star break, but now after the All-Star break. Jonathan Isaac playing the best basketball of his career. He's played more games now this season with 35 than he did in the 2019-2020 season, which I think was when he played like the most or maybe even the second most games in his career. And there's a lot of momentum riding in Orlando right now. And uh, I really hope that things like the development of Jet Howard continues. I hope Cole Anthony can break out of this slump that he's in. I hope Markel Fultz can continue to sort of find a consistent little role in this team like he had in the last couple years. And if things like that, all those little things can sort of work together and come together in one to form the rest of this puzzle with the way that Franz Wagner is playing, with the way that Paulo Bencaro is playing, I think it's very, very possible this team can hit 48 wins. It would be fucking amazing to see this team hit 50. However, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think 50 wins this season in the East is going to warrant you like a top – Four, top five finish and I, I, I just I said that was a ceiling for the team this year so it's very possible I still would not be shocked by any means if that happens but it's just I'm a betting man you guys know that and I, I don't think that's going to happen but I think we're going to finish right around that six seven seed hopefully at six right out of that playoff or that play-in spot with 48 wins on the season but like I said we finished seven and five our last 12 game stretch heading into the all-star break my three stars from that stretch, starting with Jonathan Isaac. This guy is a top two defender in all of NBA, and he's not two. I will die on that hill. 
looked up the stats, looked up the metrics, looked up the advanced stats, and just watch the fucking tape, man. When this guy is on the court, the number one option on the other team, whether it's the number one option on the Knicks, or the number one option on the Bucks, or the number one option on the Spurs, or the Mavericks, they are getting locked down every time up the court. Game in and game out, whether it's Jonathan Isaac blocking Luka Doncic, blocking Victor Wimbiana, it's just mind-blowing as to why he's not playing more. Now, Coach Mosley and the organization might know a lot more behind the scenes than we do, but he seems to be healthy, but he also just seems to be on such a load-managed schedule. Like, that Dallas Mavericks game a few weeks ago, we don't lose that game if Jonathan Isaac plays more than he does. Luka Doncic was shut down in the first half. Mavericks were shut down in the first half. Jonathan Isaac does not play in the second half at all. Mavericks come back and win. A couple more games throughout this 12-game stretch, that happened again. You know, and I've been trying to stick up for Mosley more than others this season. And there's some things where, like, you look at the record and the improvement, you know, like before the All-Star break last year, we had 24 wins. Before the All-Star break the year before that, we had, like, 13 wins. So year after year since Mosley has taken over, there's been improvement in some areas, but there's just also other areas where you're sitting there like, damn, like, is it really worth it to keep this guy around and potentially stunt the development and the growth of this team and the potential and the momentum that we have riding with us right now? You know, and I'm not going to really make any decision or come to any conclusion or any opinion until the end of the season, until it's all said and done, and we see how the rest of it plays out. But until then, I'm still going to support the guy. He has all of my support. I, I still like Coach Mosley as a person, as a coach. And I still think he can prove that he's the right man for the job. But unfortunately, time is a ticking and time is going to be running out soon if you do not start to get the most out of these players. And by the time we're looking at the All-Star break next year, if this team is not like a solid top five Eastern Conference team, I think he's going to be on the hot seat. And that, some people might say that's a little bit too high for the expectations. However, I, I don't think so. I, I think with the promise that this team has shown and the performances that we've seen from Franz, from Paulo, and some of our other role players, and what we could potentially acquire, whether it's via trade, via free agency, via the draft, because we have a lot of trade value. We have a lot of trade value. We have a lot of depth at guard, whether it's Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs. Some, I feel, are more safe than others, but there's still a lot of value there. There's still a lot of moves that can be made, a lot of things that we can do. And... The possibilities are endless. The sky's the limit for this team. I really do believe that. And the foundation of that is this duo of Franz Boogie and P5. Paula Bincaro, Franz Wagner. These guys are absolutely insane and just playing lights out this season. Franz had 38 points with zero free throw attempts one night. The very next night, Paula Bincaro has 36 points with no free throw attempts. That is insane. Individually, that is insane. And to let alone have two different players do that in back-to-back -back nights both are under 22 years old it, dude not only is Paulo underrated not only is Franz underrated the two of them combined are so criminally underrated it blows my mind Paulo's favorite target by far is Franz Boogie this season the German forward has been on the receiving end of 68 assists this season from P5 25 more than the next closest player Franz Boogie has also missed three weeks of the season as well. Let that sink in for just a moment. 
These two have combined for 50-plus points in 19 games this season. Our record in those games are 14-5. and five. Franz is averaging 21 points, 5.5 rebounds, over 4 assists this season. Paulo Banchero is averaging 23 points, 7 assists, and over or seven rebounds, I'm sorry, and over five assists this season. These two are on pace to be the first duo 22 years or younger ever to both average 20 points, five rebounds, and four assists throughout the entire season. Just let that sink in, and that's where I'm going to end it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Magic Mondays. This is Brandon with Tea Time Report signing off. As always, take care, stay awake, peace.